This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian Division of the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the shows such as the Goatheads Podcast and the Buffalonian Podcast. We cover Bills, Sabres, and more, with more shows on the way very soon. And the Cast Source Podcast Network covers many genres, including sports, business, mental health, marketing, and entertainment. Featuring the podcast shows such as Sports Bring People Together, Limitless, Saviors of the Metaverse, and The Athletic Mindset. Learn more at castsource.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the Bills, Sabres, Hot Takes, Trivia, and more of the Buffalodian Podcast. All right, let's go. You're muted again. It, it was lagging on unmuting it. I'll cut that out. We are back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino. And it's time for some Bills talk, and there's not much of it. So the rumblings have been quiet over the past couple days. There is a big story, though, that surfaced yesterday. The Bills will not be obtaining Odell Beckham Jr. after a lot of people were hoping so last season. He will be playing with hopefully Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, depending on what, what situation happens there. But what are your guys' general thoughts on how does this how does this change the Ravens, I guess, and affect the AFC with having a possibly washed wide receiver joining the uh the ranks of the Baltimore Ravens? I think it's Baltimore trying to do anything they can to keep Lamar on their roster. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's too little too late. Like I truly think he's gone. Like, I just don't see how you can mend that relationship and get him back in the locker room. Um, and Odell, like, I feel like at this point, isn't like a number one receiver anymore. I feel like he's more of like, um, like a gadgety type of player. Like, obviously he's still, I would say better than like, like we were saying, like Isaiah McKenzie is like a gadgety player or like that. Like he's obviously more elite than that, but like yeah. I just don't see him being like a top wide receiver one target really anymore. I mean, two knee injuries, he's upwards 30, and it's like I just, I just don't know. Like I just – plus that offense never really like centers around their wide receivers. If they're passing, it's usually to their tight ends. So – I just think Baltimore's trying to do something to get Lamar to stay, but like, I just don't see how signing Odell is going to make that much difference for Lamar because the rest of the receiving core is bad. Like, their next best receiver is like Nelson Aguilar. Well, they have Rashad he's Bateman, but he's never healthy. Okay, yeah, Rashad. Okay, wow, I stand corrected, Rashad Bateman. But I just think like Lamar's just had enough with that franchise, and honestly, just. I could honestly, because I know not a lot of teams aren't really biting on like signing um, a tender for him and like, or offer for him or like trading. But like, I could honestly see Lamar sitting out this year. Like, I just, I think the fully guaranteed is what's scaring teams from wanting to sign him. And exactly. The Deshaun Watson deal is just the Cleveland Browns being the Cleveland Browns <laughs> and really just screwed the market over. Yeah, pretty bad. 
pretty yeah, bad. Messed yeah. up, messed up for everyone. But I mean, new system. Greg Roman's out. Maybe they're gonna feature the wide receiver more. But to me, OBJ, even Billsley was always gonna be at best a number two. And I mean, technically, I guess he still is number two, even if he's the best receiver, wide receiver on the team, because of Mark Andrews being. Uh, yeah, he's number two to like, a tight end. Imagine. I guess. <laughs> I mean, Travis Kelsey is the number one option for the Chiefs, and like, yeah, I mean, Tyree Kill was. Te- I mean, you can make a case that they were one A, one B, but mm-hmm. come on, Joe, he can't be. Come on, he can't be biased towards tight ends like that. I'm not biased towards tight ends. I'm just saying. I'm like yes, Ron, was, Brady's you, top target for how long? Yeah, well, you want to be wide receiver one, right? But then you you're you're getting taken by a tight end, and it's like, you know. I feel like that wasn't the most ideal spot for him, but at the same time, I think it can work. I don't, I don't know. Well, it's well I mean, he's got to know something about, I mean, I guess he's got to know something about Lamar's coming back, but yeah, I mean, I think OBJ, I mean, listen, we're having an excitement coming up past your prime hall of fame. Like, I think we can't say anything yet because he hasn't played, but I mean, this is his second major knee surgery. And I just think OBJ's name carries a lot of weight, but his production in Cleveland was bad. If you're going to blame the quarterback, okay, blame the quarterback. He went to the Rams. And, yeah, I think you could see that he was still a difference maker. Like, he was still solid, but it wasn't like he was elite. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't like his production was, like, off the charts. Like, I think he was on pace for, like, maybe 800 to 1,000 yards, which is kind of wide receiver two numbers. So, again, coming off back, you know, another knee surgery, missing the entire season, the uncertainty of quarter. I just think it's interesting that they gave him fifteen million dollars guaranteed. Like I don't know. Like I, I, they gave him fifteen dollars guaranteed, potentially up to eighteen million dollars. I just don't know who the Ravens were betting against. Like who was in this lane in free agency was going to give OBJ that kind of contract? I don't know. I don't think anyone was going to, to be completely honest. So no, I don't. He wasn't. If he didn't get that in the the regular season of last year, he wasn't going to. I didn't think he was. Well, gonna no one was going to pay him that. Nothing. That doesn't. No, no. No one had any cap space to do that in the regular season. I mean, I'm just saying, like, really free. If he would have signed first day of free agency that contract, I'd be like, okay, I guess it's still not a good contract in my mind, but it makes sense. Now it's like, who were you betting against that was going to give him fifteen million dollars guaranteed? The Giants, who just gave <laughs> Daniel Jones and Saquon fifty million dollars. The Bills mm-hmm. don't want that kind of cash. The Chiefs don't have that kind of cash open right now. So, like, I don't know who they were bidding against to give him $15 million guaranteed. But, I mean, it's a heck of a gamble. I guess maybe it's the last ditch, ditch ever to mend some kind of relationship with Lamar that he's at least playing in a Ravens uniform. But, I don't know. I, I feel like both sides just need to admit that, you know, I think it's it's one of those situations where both sides know. Everyone from even just an objective view knows it's how do you how do you come back from this? You, you really don't. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it'll be an interesting dynamic. I feel like we're going to be watching um, and just to see I, how I, OBJ performs. It'll be interesting to see, you know, post injury. I just, just this. This is another prime example of a Bills target going to another team and then Bills fans on Twitter just casually underwhelming how much they deeply wanted OBJ. Like, yeah, I wanted OBJ, and I think OBJ could have potentially been the number two on the team if he stayed healthy and played like he did on the Rams. That's a heck of a gamble coming off an ACL and not playing. But, like, that's not pretend that we didn't want – like, everyone's like, oh, my God, OBJ is just completely washed up. Like, I made a joke that he was past the Prime Hall of Fame. But, like, he still potentially could be a good player. It's just now we got to have to see it. But, yeah, because you're right. Post-ACL, you might never be the same. 
So it's just, yeah, it'll be interesting. And you're absolutely right. People need to stop downplaying it. Cause I remember I got a fake report from Adam Schefter like last summer that OBJ was coming to the bills and I nearly jumped out of my seat. Like I was, I, I wanted him to come here. So, um, which moves on to another possibility that has been swirling, swirling D hop or draft. So draft. Yes. I 100% agree with you. Dom, what do you think? D hop is another one. You happen to get traded to someone, and you someone you want D-hop? like, wow, twenty-seven and a half million dollars. Glad the Bills didn't do this. Hashtag washed, and it's gonna be like, D-hop is still good. Now, is he worth the price tag? No, no. That's why the Cardinals are finding you know a trouble time finding suitors is because people want them to eat salary, and they're not even gonna give them the compensation that really they want. But D-hop is still very good, so. I think adding a caliber of D-Hop, a player like D-Hop, if the situation is right for the Bills, the Bills should obviously jump on. Like, if they could trade a day three pick and get a lot of that salary in by the card, sure. But would I be surprised if someone offers a better pick for them to do that? Sure. And would I be surprised if some team offers the same compensation than the Bills do, but ask the Cardinals to eat less and the Cardinals accept that one? Sure. I think the Bills have made an offer. And they're just standing packed. Like, they're not going to change. I mean, we're seeing them sign dudes for, like, under $2 million that are, like, legit dudes. So, I think we're just waiting to see at this point. I would say I would not be opposed to a DeAndre Hopkins trade if it was a solid trade. But I don't see it happening. So, I've moved on to the draft. Yeah, I agree. Like, DeHop's still good. But, like, you, for me to get him here, like, we really got to um, do something about that contract. Like, there is just no way. I don't think it'd even be possible to fit under a salary cap. And, no. like, he's still signed. He's still got term on his deal, too. So it's not like it's just a one year deal. Um, and, like, I think he wants to be a number one and Diggs wants to be a number one. So I think there'd be an issue there about who gets the number one targets, too. So mm-hmm. I like drafting a guy because then, you know, you got him for first round pick up to five years cheap. Um, They'd be in you know their early mid twenties, so you know they're not as beat up as like a thirty year old wide receiver would be. So yeah, I don't know. I, I would definitely rather target the draft. I think uh, I'm I'm on draft as well. But here's the key about the draft: maybe if you draft a wide receiver, maybe target him more than ten times within a season. You know that might be that might be a key factor there to kind of get him warmed up to the NFL. Where Shakir just maybe. kind of only showed his face towards the end of the season, like a little flash here and there but they didn't really utilize him as much as I would have wanted to see. You know what I, I mean? I mean, I agree with your statement, but at the same time, Shakir is a fifth-round rookie. Like, Right. But, I mean, then again, you can you, you can use James but, Cook in but, that example, pass-catching running I'm, back, and really target is, him. Yeah, but James – okay. Um, clearly, Shakir, this isn't me defending Dorsey. Like, I think they should use Shakir more. But I think from an objective side of view, like, he was a fifth-round rookie that doesn't play special teams and is not a good run blocker. Like, so then that's why you see when Gabe Davis is out, it wasn't clear Shakur that was getting snaps. It was Jake Kumaro because Jake Kumaro could run block. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, I mean, he also was the, I'm pretty sure Shakur was the one that messed up the fourth and one play against Tennessee um, by not being really set or whatever and messing up the play call. So listen, Shakur, I, I think, yeah, I think at the end of the season, they should have given him more opportunities. I think you saw him get more opportunities in the playoffs. So that's why. When people are like, oh, they should have given more opportunities during the season. It's like, okay, but I mean, 
McKenzie had a dynamic training camp. They brought in Jameson Crowder. He's not a good run blocker, so he wasn't going to come in during run sets. They signed Dawson Knox to contract. Like Dawson Knox's utilization and the fact that they just have made Gabe Davis just to like catch all these low kind of try to catch all these low percentage plays, I think is a bigger indictment on Doris and lack of screen game is a bigger indictment than the usage of a fifth round rookie. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. But I, I, I'm, I would like to see a draft to come out of it. It's, I don't want to, I don't want to see D hop on this team. Cause you're right, Mike, it would definitely be like a diva off. Like they would both want the, the wide receiver one title. And I, I don't think, I think Diggs kind of has that. So speaking of draft though, do we stay where we are? Down, we talked about this a little bit last week, didn't we? If, if I remember correctly. A wee bit. A wee bit. Do we stay oh, where God. we are? Do we trade up or do we trade back? Like, what, what are general thoughts on that? And what, like, what would we... I, I'm all, for... I have to say, all I have to say on the topic is it depends on how the board falls. Mm-hmm. It really depends on draft day because, you know, you can see all these mock drafts and everything and, like, project... Mike's Wi-Fi is is taking a hit, so I'm gonna just remove him down there <laughs> until he comes back. But uh, I I understand what he's saying. You're just gonna have to kind of wait it out and see what happens and and go from there because you you truly. Well, I guess don't it matters what you define straight up, because technically the Bills traded up last year, but that wasn't a monster trade up. They moved a fourth round pick to trade up to get solidify their guy, like. I could see that happening. I guess a significant trade up, which would be trading maybe a day two pick to trade up. I don't really see that happening because I think. Is he, is he back? Yeah, he's coming. Oh. Hang on. <laughs> so I, I think. I think trading up like a couple spots to solidify their guy like they did yeah. last year. I think that's potentially likely. I don't think it's likely that they trade a significant pick as well as their first round pick to trade up. No, but, I don't think we're jumping a huge margin. I think we only jump a little bit. I guess, but I would like that. Listen, it's just as Mike says, it matters how the board falls. Like, if Jack Campbell is somehow gone before twenty-seven, and you don't like the offensive tackles or wide receivers on the board, really, and the best player available is Michael Mayer or one of the tight ends, and you're like, I don't want to take a tight end, but I know this team does, and you trade back probably into the early second round, seven spots, you get another day two or high day three pick sure i mean i think they could i think they're i think the saber the, the sabers gosh the bills should be <laughs> in, the, in the mode of adding as many picks as possible because they're going to start to lose they already started to lose Tremaine. they might lose ed oliver next they don't have any interior defensive and ta- uh def- they don't have any interior defensive linemen uh signed to next year Diggs is getting older. Davis is a free agent. Like that, I think they need to be in the mode of looking. I people are gonna be mad for saying this, but like looking for the future as well of adding people that could be ready for next, not this season coming up, but the season after that to be an impact player. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm on board with it. Just honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to Mike's guns on this one. It's just like on on the day we're gonna know what's gonna happen. Really especially going through Bean's mind. I think it's it's all dependent on just, yeah, how the board falls. So, But lastly, on the Bills here, since there's not a lot, the new stadium renderings 
and legislation have actually passed through Erie County. So it's, I don't want to say 100% official because it's not like 100% a done deal, like money wise yet, but like the legislation's passed through to the point where they can really start like putting this together and like going, going for it. And I just want to, I want to, there's, there's a flag in this bar. I don't I, like this stadium standing area. If you can see that at all, I don't know if you can, right? Like it's yeah. kind of cool. Like it's hanging up. It says just freeze baby. Where did that come from? I don't think I've ever heard that before. I mean, you'd think they put, I wish it were colder on there. Something along those lines, like Mike McDaniel's t-shirt, but just freeze baby. That was, that was interesting to me, but this, I mean, it looks fairly it'll be a nice stadium. I mean, it's I not going to be, be like so or AT&T. But yeah. it'll be nice for the Bills. It'll be a nice yeah. home for them for the next 30-plus years. Yeah, and they're making it very difficult for uh, team relocation to happen, too. Like yeah, they're, making, they're yeah. here for the next 30 years. That's the most important number. Yeah, yeah. For me. Yeah. Mike's got the most important stat of the day right there. The Bills are in Buffalo for the next 30 years. <laughs> so No more think Austin about we'll be, we'll be like We'll be in our uh, 50s by that point. Eek. Don't okay. say that. Why would you? Why would you Just say saying. that? Why did you say that? Well, I mean, listen. It seems like it's going to be a nice stadium. I mean, they were definitely, definitely needed a new stadium. Hopefully, yeah. maybe this is also a kick in the pants to Terry Bagula to also renovate Key Bank because that that arena. Hopefully, needs, that's the next step, man. Might that, be, and they need to put some, you know, some cash into that to re- restore that a little bit, but. Yeah, I mean, it seems the renderings all seem pretty cool right now. I mean, I it's it's hard to look at a, a picture on a computer screen of something that's projected to happen and really have a substantial yeah. opinion. Yeah. Uh, um, but I mean, it, it it seems pretty cool to me. It seems like it's going to be a better fan experience with the fans, and I think that's what the fans want. So. Yeah, I know a lot of people are kind of they're they're upset now. Anyone who uses the RV lot because that's where Ground Zero is for the. The stadium so your your rv lots are going to be moved elsewhere probably but um i'm i'm really looking forward to it i think it'll be a nice home for the bills no bon jovi coming in and trying to take it from us so um <laughs> or who else tried to didn't donald trump try to i think mm-hmm. he tried to buy the bills yeah there, there were there were a couple of suitors bon in jovi there. was the one that was going to move it to toronto and then he de- de- denied it who wanted to move to austin texas was it the pagulas threatening that or was that Somewhere. Um, I think that, that was like rumors. just so that we get a new stadium. Uh, like, I, I think pressure. it was like I don't think there's any weight to that threat. So scare honestly. tactic. So hey, if we I don't, don't get our new stadium, yeah. All right, well, that'd be horrible, wouldn't it? Three teams in Texas: the Cowboys. I mean, Texans. Look at Bills. some of the high school stadiums in Texas, though. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys probably support it, but. Dude, be some friend. of the high school stadiums in Texas are probably better than like UB Stadium. You got a point. Easily. 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 You do have a point. But that's going to do it for the Bills topic. Short and sweet for the day. If you guys don't have anything else you want to toss in there, I know we kind of had the big news, and that's really it. Not a lot going on right now. Uh, go Bills. Go Bills. Yeah, we got to give our Go Bills. Go Bills. So yeah. now, if you see the little flash, if you're watching on. YouTube. If you're listening, you're not going to be able to tell any difference, but it's time for hot takes, trivia, and more. The, that that section of the pod. So without further ado, we have our new site, or our would you rather we're going to do first, but we do have another edition of our new segment that, Mike, we have to get your opinion on the past is prime from last week to make it a full okay. unanimous vote. 
All right. Okay. So Dom, hit us with the would you rather first, and then we'll get rolling. All right. Would you rather have be a career like Brett Favre or a career like John Elway? Meaning, Brett Favre won the big game early in his career, never got back. Well, I mean, he got back the year ne- next year, but that was early in his career. Never got back after like playing a decade more in the league. John Elway got to the big game, lost a bunch, finally won at the end of his career. What career? John Elway. Yeah, I want that swan song. I feel like the way to go out, you want to like be working at it all those years, and you know to finally, finally off. yeah, you have the fireworks finale just going on. You off hear, and... you hear the Gary Thorne call after 22 years, Raymond Bork. Like, come on, yeah, yeah. And then Brett Favre also bounced quite a bit at the end of his career, like just kind of fell off, you know. And I would want yeah, that. I'd pick up. I, I had a second. Would you rather? Because I thought that one might be a little quick. <laughs> Okay. Three of us are in a golf tournament. We're all pretty trash golfers. <laughs> I got a hole in one of Wii Sports Golf yesterday, though. I will say that. Got a flex Oh, yeah, because that. that translates. It does, yeah. <laughs> Would you rather have a 40-putt putt for the win or a 5-foot putt to make force a playoff? No, I'm sorry, 10-foot putt to force a playoff. Okay, well, I'm just going to say I'm missing both of those. So I'm going to say the 40-foot putt because it'd be cool to win off a 40-foot putt. Would you rather – so you you could technically two-putt from 40 and still force the playoff. I'm doing the 40-foot putt because that'd be sick if you made it. Like the 10-foot putt, I know I'm going to miss 10-foot. If it's it's like a foot out, I'll If I said five, would it change your opinion? Probably not. I'll probably still miss. I'll tell you what I'm doing in this situation. How about about this? Five-footer straight. You just have to hit it straight. I'm literally foot. sticking with the 40 foot. There's nothing you can change my mind with. Okay, if it's a five foot straight, I'm going for the putt. I, I think that's. You're that, not even going for the win? Well, here's the thing. If I go for I the win, I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm getting the wedge out if I'm going for the win. It's going to be a chip, right? I'm on the green? On the green. No, on the green. On the green. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. The only time anyone's ever. I've seen everyone chip on the green was when Phil Mickelson chipped in because it was hailing. Listen. I know in my heart that I'm not making a 40-foot putt. You can't chip on the green, Joe. It's like unwritten rules golf. Okay. It's, wait, wait, wait. Is, you want to be it... on the green or on the fringe? I said – no, he said he was going to chip on the green. <laughs> from like, 40 feet away? From... You can't wait, 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 wait. So like, wait, no, 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 no. Does he mean chip the ball like he's off the green, chip the ball onto no, the green, he's or he's on already the on the green? Yeah, <laughs> but you can't chip on the green. It's an unwritten rule until it's written in a rule I'm book somewhere. I'm pretty sure there probably is not, a written not, rule somewhere you tell you about that. Out. <laughs> I don't think it's ruin the green. Again, yeah. the only time I've ever seen anyone chip Although in this the... area, I don't think there's any greens that are 40 feet. That's also mm. accurate. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I, the Masters, I saw the Masters, Brooks Kapka choking. I just thought of it. And yeah. Tiger Woods also. I think I would. Through, I think I would very sad. 40, I think I would take the forty footer for the win. You know, I, I've hit. I've hit like two long putts in my entire life. I don't know. I just know that I probably would shank and then have like twenty feet left for par to force the playoff. I probably miss, but yeah, I don't know. Those are that was an interesting one. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. So now, Mike, before we go into our next passes prime, would you rather or not passes? Just passes prime Hall of Fame. Not would you rather. <laughs> Last week, my proposition was Patrick Kane after watching that Rangers game earlier in the week. Just not a not a sting to his career in any way, but I would agree he's not the same he used to be. Exactly. Like, it's, All right. So it's, it's, it's he's still a decent player, but like he's definitely not the offensive. He's more of a liability now than he ever was in his career. Yes, and it's obvious. Yes. All right. So I'd agree. 
I agree. All right, unanimous. Patrick Kane's in the past his prime Hall of Fame. Look at that. So, so my my guy, um, Don just uh, alluded to him. I'm picking Brooksy. No, I want it to be Brooks Kepka because not only did he choke this Masters, but if you remember a few years back, he choked another Masters. He loves to choke the Masters. I don't. And... No, that was Molinari that choked. No, Kepka also. He, That's also he good. He didn't bogey that one hole. He would have tied Tiger because Tiger kind of. Yeah. Know, he, he put it on but I team. mean, like he has a, he had a what two stroke lead going into the final day. You know, mm-hmm. he played through all the bad weather. He played pretty good golf. The one day where it's nice weather, three over. I mean, he's he one of caved I think, under I, caved under pressure. I mean, we saw a few years ago he went back to back PGA championships. He went back to back U.S. Opens, and then he abandoned the PGA for the Live Tour because he's he's so cool, I guess. <laughs> but you know, I just I just don't see you know, I just I just don't see how you know someone like that is just like in his in his prime anymore. I mean, like yeah, I he, can agree. He with literally you. he literally gave up the integrity of being a professional golfer and like the respect to just make money with the live tour and just meaningless. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just getting like he's getting choked animated up. Here. He's getting emotional about this. He's getting emotional. He, he just it. he just really just doesn't care about the game like you know i feel like golf is the type of sport where it's like a lot of history and like a lot of prestige and respect and it's like he just said no like i just want i just want to make the cash like in these meaningless golf events that are just so bad like there's just there's no there's no reason to even play well because they have these contracts and it's like you're not playing for the purse in live you're just playing because you already have a contract so it's like what's the incentive to even play well so i think brooksy forgot that uh, the pga is four days when lives only three days and uh, he didn't have that energy, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm picking Brooks Kepka here. Yes, I think I'll 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 second. I'll throw it in he, there. I think he's like one of the three players ever to like shoot twelve under the first two days, like first first thirty six holes of a major, and not win. But is yeah. he past his prime? Is I think prime? okay. So here's the thing: past his prime doesn't. Well, can he win another mean, major? Is a big. I think he could win a major or two. I mean, is he past his it. prime as a person? Was he ever in his prime as a person? He always seemed like kind of a jerk. But Past his prime doesn't necessarily mean bad, though. Past his prime just means he's been at his ceiling. and now I think his like, peak was like 2018. Yeah, yeah. He won two majors. I would, I would agree with that. He won I two think, majors that year. I don't think he's <clears> peaking. <throat> I don't think he's peaking again. I don't he has been injured. He won four peaking. majors in two years. Do you think he's getting back to that level? Mike's got a point there. It's not that he's bad. It's just he can't hit that peak that he was once at and surpass it. Yeah, but I feel like past his prime, well, you know, we did say Belichick was past his prime because of the Super Bowls. You know, I'll, I'll, I will I will, grudgingly agree. Okay, cool. All right. We'll have a working sure. definition of past his prime for all future. No, we, 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 next pod, we had to come up with, our, we had to come up with the criteria. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All but right. I agree, cool. but I don't think he's going to get back to the level, but like I feel like, we gotta start trashing people yeah but fellas I think I'm hearing some oh my goodness Mike take us through buddy what do you got for us today I'll lower this down I feel like I should put like a tie on or something because I'm the host but like you're like um, a late night host buddy come on we got some got some trivia here for you boys so we start with the Sabres today, so we'll start with the Sabres question. Change it up okay. a bit. So, 
we all know the Sabres have had the most wins this season since like 2012 or 2011, something like that. So how many, what is the franchise record for wins in a single season? And what year was it? It should be kind of easy. Well, it's 06, 07. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. How many time. wins was it? I'm going to assume I got the one, 110, maybe? Over 100. I want to say 105. No, no, no. Wins, not points. Not points. Wins. I'm going to say 52. I think it's going to be 53. I don't know. It's whatever. I'm going to go 56. 53. I knew, I knew. Oh, They had 52 in 05, 06, but 53. 53, 22, and 7 for 113 points. How many more points do they have from 05, 06? Well, really, Three really points. Enough. Yeah. So, I thought for a second it was going to be a trick question, but then when you said it was, it was 06 or 07, it was pretty obvious because the President's Trophy that year. Well, I know, I know, but like, so, I don't know. I guess like President's Trophy is right. pretty bad. Bill's question. We'll stick with uh, um, the wins, you know? We like the winning stuff. So, which team do the Bills have the most wins against all time? Most wins against? Well, definitely not the Dolphins. Um, I'm going to say the Jets. Yeah, I'm definitely going to say the Jets. Yeah, they play him twice a year. The Jets have been bad for a long time, New York Jets. It is the Jets. 67 wins. I mean, they went 0 for the 70s against the Dolphins, so that was like... Yeah, and then the Patriots were a dynasty for so long. Yeah, so it is the Jets. 67 and 57 overall record. So, they've never tied the Jets. No, Interesting. They've tied everyone else that was, you know, they tied the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Colts used to be in their division. Not the Jets. Last question. We know the Masters just wrapped up. We see John Rahm won. Mm-hmm. Good for John Rahm. You like John Rahm? Does I do like John Rahm. What's that? John Rahm. Yeah, he does. He actually respects the game. <laughs> um, so... We'll say he's, we know he's a man from Spain. And the Masters has had a previous Spaniard, actually, three previous Spaniards win. Who is the last Spaniard to win the Masters? Uh, I'm going to butcher the name, but I know the last name begins with B. Uh, B? Ballon d'Ors? No? No? Close? I have no idea. No. Is it, no is idea. This, this was GB. What? No. The last Gosh. person to win the Masters from Spain was in 2017 when Sergio uh, Garcia won. Why did I say? Th- oh, you know what? Uh, mm, I knew that one. I, I, I saw uh, uh, a fact that he because he won two majors. Now some other guy won a couple majors from Spain. Oh well. That it was, was a nice try, but. Game the right way either, so no, these live guys like they don't care. What, like, what hey, he was on the game when that tree fell. Oh, Joe, I have a question. Uh, you know, uh, you know, last quick question: What would you do if a tree was falling directly at you at the Masters? Like, how would, <laughs> would you? Do you think you would have the reaction time to get out of the way, or are you just taking the L? Well, here's. <laughs> 
You just want to get crushed by a tree, is what he's asking you. Would you run for your life or just get crushed? If there's two Hang trees that fell right between someone, like, would you have had the wherewithal to like, go between the trees, or would you have just continued running and potentially got stomped by the second tree without knowing? I need I the music here. I need, I need the music here to think about it. Um, I think... No, I'm kidding. I don't music. Um, <laughs> I, I think I would be... I think I'd move out of the way. I think I've had an 80 mile an hour car coming at me into a driveway and I've, I've moved out of the way with a yeah, walk. That's true. Oh. That car was going faster than 80. I'm sorry. That thing was going 90 plus miles an hour. I don't know how it yeah. stopped. Yeah. So, uh, I've had, I had a walking boot on doing that. So I think I could hear maybe even like, if I'm not looking at it, you can kind of hear a tree coming down. I think a lot of cracking noises. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's around, does it make a sound? It technically makes a sound, but no one's there to hear the sound. So it doesn't make a sound if nothing receives the sound. Things do receive the sound waves bounce off of other trees, Mike. Things do receive the sound. Technically, technically, technually, no human ears and animal ears receive the sound. And anything anything living sound, we can't ask a tree, can we? God, look where I started. Just we're talking, we're debating about sound beyond the pot. Yes, I think I'd get out of the way of the tree. I don't think I would let it crush. (laughs) He's like, no, I think I want to get crushed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, would you have doubt dove or would you have ran for it? Well, it depends on how fast this tree's falling. Like, Dude, what are we talking fast, about? Dude, the tree, they're just saying trees falling. <laughs> you got to look up and like find the tree yeah. and just run. Yeah. You can't I run don't towards want... the falling tree. Yeah, you got to just run. the ball over the shoulder. You got to look over your shoulder and like see if you have to dive or run. Yeah, yeah that's kind of honestly. it. I feel like I feel like it's kind of a game time decision in that that aspect because you don't know where this tree is. It could be really the rails there. Yeah. Well, not unlike anything we do on here on <laughs> on the Buffalonian podcast, but that's going to do it for this edition. And Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. Go Sabres.